All right, good morning, Livingstones Church. Are you excited to be here? All right, well, hopefully we get more excited as worship goes on. So if you can stand up and worship with us, if you feel comfortable and want to come forward and just give your all to Jesus today, we won't bite, we promise. All right, let's worship. Turn it 
everything to you, everything that we have, God, because you are worthy. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of our comfort. You're worthy of our adoration. You're worthy of our hearts, God. So as we worship with this next song, church, I just encourage you to just hold your heart in your hand as an offering before Jesus. That everything that I want to hold on to, God, it's right here for you because you are worthy you are worthy of it all.
such a special thing and, and it, it really can become just a religious thing that people do but I think it's so important to come back to remembrance as we go through life there's always crazy things that happen and, and you might you might be in a season where great things are happening God's moving in awesome ways and but you also might be in a season where it seems like the fire just rolled through and burned everything you had but here's the thing no matter what, God is still good. He's still good. When the fire burns through, it only makes the ground more fertile. Amen. So I'm excited for what God's doing in and through everyone's life. And as I'm reading here from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, I like, I like this rendition because a lot of the times I read straight from what Jesus says, but sometimes it's good to see what other people say too, right? It says in verse 23, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took up the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people an agreement confirmed with by his blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. In the middle of your circumstances, you're declaring his victory. The devil thought he had victory when Jesus met his demise, when he met his death. But Jesus knew he had the victory the whole time. 
You see, the devil might be trying to convince you in the season that you're in that you are defeated. But Jesus knows as that fire rolls through, that ground becomes more fertile and you'll have more fruitfulness in the days to come instead of the days in the past. So Father, we thank you for your body that was broken for us. We thank you for your blood that was spilled for us. And we come back to this place of remembrance to declare your victory over our future. And so, Father, we give you everything we have this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you, Pastor Justin. Oh, man. That says, that says a lot to me. Um, um, even the things that he didn't say is how he said it. You know, sometimes we go through a lot, a lot of pain or a lot of struggles or something like that or just a bad day. You know, I've had a, <laughs> plenty of those. But, um, you know, when you're, when you're speaking to the Lord, when you're praising to the Lord, when you're, when you're giving your communion to the Lord, he's listening to your heart. He's not listening to your words. You may mess up your words a lot. I do. He's listening to your heart. So lift your hearts. Okay, lift your hearts. Lift your spirit. Lift your voices. Lift your hands. Yes. Let's praise the Lord. Won't forget the wonder of how you brought deliverance, exodus of my heart. You found me, you freed me, and back the waters from my knees. Oh, Yahweh, you're the God who fights for me. Sign that you are with me. Fire by night, the guiding lights remind me. You found me, you freed me, held back the waters of my release. Oh, Yahweh. Yeah. 
Jesus, thank you. Thank you for being here, everyone. Thank you for experiencing this with us all. Please enjoy yourselves. Introduce yourself to somebody new. Say hi. Give them a handshake, a high five. We'd love to see you here. Welcome to church. Come on, come on, come on. That was awesome, worship team. Thanks for being incredible. You know, these guys practice for hours and hours and hours so they can memorize this stuff every week. I remember being a part of the, the worship team back in the day, and Chelsea and I would have the same songs playing over and over and over while we practice the lyrics. and It's awesome. So thank you, worship team, for giving of your craft, pouring out on this house. We can see the fruit of your labor. It's so, so good. Well, good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. I can't tell you. I'm excited to see what God's going to do today. I know he's going to unleash a word. Are you ready? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So before we get too far, I want to continue in our worship with our tithes and offerings. And I want to tell you a little story because a lot of times in this church, we focus a lot on teaching on tithing and what tithing looks like. But, there, you know, there's another level called offering. Like, I, I know it's important to understand what tithe means. It's 10%. It's an old, old word, an old adage, right? And to understand that, but there's something that gets unleashed and unlocked through the overflow. Are you with me? And watching what God can do in that. Now, I remember, it, it, nothing's like a personal testimony, right? For me, I remember being a young guy in the church, probably in my early 20s, and, uh, I remember uh, going to church and, and just hearing like, oh, man, you know, I started tithing and I saw the fruit of that. I saw God move through that and, and it was such an awesome thing. But then I walked into this thing called offering and, and what, when it really tested me is when I got laid off from my job. That really tested me because now all of a sudden all I have is my unemployment. So now I'm tithing on my unemployment going, God, this can't be all that you have for me. This can't be all that you have for me. Then the test got bigger and, and better, right? And so Chelsea loses her job. And now we're going, like, now what? I've got 500 bucks in the bank. God, I trust you. I believe in you. And I know you can do great things. And that Sunday, the, she got laid off on a Friday. And, and my pastor had asked me to do the tithe message that Sunday. And I thought to myself, man, this is the worst possible time that I could go up there and talk about money because I'm about to lose all of it. But I remember going into that service going, Lord, I trust you more than I trust my bank account. I trust you more than I trust my circumstances. And I took that entire $500 and I put it in the offering bucket. And I shared with the church, I said, listen, I trust God. I know he'll do great things. Listen to me today. My wife got laid off from her job. I got laid off from my job six months ago. My wife got laid off from her job today. But I'll tell you what, he's going to do a work. He's going to do a work. And I didn't tell everybody I gave money because you don't tell your right hand what your left hand is doing. I didn't tell everybody that, but the pastor's dad who counted the money saw that I had put my last little bit in there, and he was like, you got to be kidding me. This kid really believes this. And God, on Monday morning, somebody, one of Chelsea's old clients called and said, hey, I heard you got let go. We'd love for you to come and work for us. Come on, somebody. That's just how good God can be. So I, I know some of us are struggling financially. 
And I'm not going to tell you, hey, you know, you get, you, if you pass this email along to 20 people, you know, you're going to be blessed. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about engaging in God's processes. Because right here in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, it says, Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Verse 7, you must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Hello? No pressure. No pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then, come on, somebody say then. Then means there's a contingency. There's an if you do this, then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. See, listen, I want... I want to help people break through. If you, if you are broke, ask God. Say, God, give me a number. Show me what I should do. How do I step out in faith in this area? And he might be, tell you something crazy like me. Give the last $500 you have. You won't have any grocery money. Like, and you have to trust God in that. But it, you listen to him and go, I believe, God, that you're going to do a work through this. And whatever that is, do it. Maybe it's your last $20. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. It might just be the couple pennies you have in your pocket like the like the widow's mites that's all you might have you're like this is all I've got but when you give to God and you say Lord do something with this he will amen can I have my ushers come forward and let's pray father God I just thank you for the lessons you've taught me throughout the years God to these steps of faith these crazy things that we do to just trust you and expect that you will move God we know you're not a genie in a bottle that gives us our wishes. But Lord, we know that you are a loving Father who teaches us where our treasure really comes from and who we can really trust in. So God, we thank you for today. I pray that people are are growing in their faith and seeing you move in the same miraculous ways that one day they'll be standing up here telling their story of what happened today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Tell your neighbor they're good looking. Man, somebody lied to somebody today, didn't you? I just felt that. I felt that. It's okay. I know you're lying in church. It's just crazy. Anyways, no, we got a lot of good-looking people here, right? Come on. Um, if, you, if you want, you can give on the, on the app and all those things, too. For those people that are watching online, you can give online on our website or our, or our app, and it's all there for you. Um, if you're new here, if it's your first time or, or you're still checking it out after the last couple weeks, Welcome. We have a gift for you in the back, so make sure you stop by that little guest table right there, and we have a gift for you. Fill out a card. We'd love to just keep you informed on what's going on in the church and all the cool stuff that's happening there. Um, I guess I didn't introduce myself either. I'm Pastor Justin, the lead pastor here. That's why I talk so much. But uh, anyways, youth, where are my youth at? Do we have some youth in here today? Oh, is it, scream like you just got out of school on Friday. Yeah, the teachers will do it, right? They're like, oh, Lord, right? Come on, somebody. Now, youth, we have our summer kickoff this Tuesday. We're going to have everybody over at our house again and have a good time and have some fun. So invite your friends. Invite everybody over. We're going to have a good time. Um, Parents, we'd like for you to come as well. Don't just drop your kids off, but come in for a little bit and hang out for a little bit. We have some announcements and some things to go through um, before we kick off the fun. But uh, it'll be a good time. So bring those guys. Where are my men at? Give me a grunt. There we go. There they are. There's those crazy men. Uh, we got Fight Club this week, Thursday night at 6.30. Check out the app for all the information on that. Who, who is excited about this Estonia Bible Project? 
So good, right? So exciting. Well, we have had so far, uh, we've had $1,900 come in for that, which means that's a, that, that accounts for 126 Bibles. Come on, written in their own language that can be sent over there. So I'm so excited about that. Keep giving towards that. Every single dollar, every single dime goes to them. I'm excited about that. Um, worship night. Who likes to worship? This Wednesday night, right here, we're going to just get down and get to worship in Jesus. So Wednesday night, show up, ready to worship. It's going to be awesome. There will be child care available for, um, for our five-year-olds and under. And so we want, our, we want our youth, we want our kids in here worshiping too. Um, but uh, for the little ones, we know that can be a little crazy. So we've got, we've got child care for that. And for any of our volunteers that are wondering, oh, does that mean I don't get to worship? No, we actually hired we hired some people that are background checked and ready to go so that they can hang out with our kids so you can be in here and worship too because um, that's important. Amen? So we reached out to another church to their volunteers and we're going to pay them. So that'll be good. Um, I'm excited for that. Oh, I think I think that's it. I think we're ready. Do you know what that means we're ready for? We have a special guest to speak today. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's going to be lit this morning because Pastor A.J. Twist is coming up here to lay down the word, and it is going to be phenomenal, phenomenal. I read over the notes. I cheated. I cheated. All of his notes are in the Bible app, though, so if you want to get in there, too, it's all in there, but uh, can we pray over Pastor A.J. before he gives us the word? Father God, I just thank you for the man of God that you've brought into this house to bring a word today. God, we thank you that he's anointed for this moment. And Father, we know that if you can speak through a donkey, you can speak through any of these men and these people. So God, we are expecting you to move today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen, Come amen. On. Come on. Good morning. How are you guys doing? All right. So we went out uh, to Shoguns for my son's uh, graduation my uh, mother-in-law's birthday, and my daughter's promotion, right? And when we get there, you know how Shogun's is. You got to call ahead now and reserve a seat. So we, we, we sat there for about 30 minutes. We got seated. And the guy uh, that was performing for us and cooking, it was his fourth time ever cooking for somebody. So he was, he was shaking, right? His, his hands were like kind of like I am here, right? So I, I've, I've done many sermonettes, men's, serve ministry, uh, T, TJ, right? And, and, but it's my first time talking to the congregation this way. But just like him, he's been a cook for a long time, right? And his first time performing that way. He's always been behind the doors. And I thought about it. It's like God prepares people in their skill set where they're supposed to be at. And he knows and determines who's supposed to be where. And he gives you those, those little uh, not victories and victories to be the person you're going to become in Christ, right? And if y'all don't know, I, I have a speech impediment. I, I, I stutter. I, I slur my words. And when I was a kid, I couldn't read. I, B's and D's were crossed. So it's amazing that God's given me the ability to read his word, right? So it's good. So here we go. Right? Um, it's all about, you know how... We sit back and we wait for the enemy to come and attack, right? And we're always sitting there waiting. And the, God gives us everything we need. We, we have everything that he has in this, in this sword here, the Bible, right? So 
why do we just wait, right? Why are we always like on the couch just waiting, right? When we should be reading the word and understanding who he is, right? And so my first thing, I'm, I'm going to bring my, my nephew up real quickly. Take, take, the, take the stuff off. Take the stuff off. He's way prepared. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget the belt. <laughs> so I appreciate this opportunity. God's always good about second chances. If you don't know me and my, my nephew's history, it's, it's awesome that he's here. So what, I, what I'm going to teach him is... Um, I'm going to read Ephesians 6, 13 through 18, right? Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth. Belt, belt of truth, right? And the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you be fully prepared. Yellow shoes. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is God's word. No, this is the knife. That's your sword. So he wasn't that scary when he got up here, right? But with this, this gear on, now he's, a, he's a, you know, a weapon of God. He's terrifying. Woo! So it says, uh, 18, pray in the spirit at all times on every occasion. Stay alert and be present in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And that was a footnote, but Greek all God's holy people. Nice job. You take that down. Woo! Get around for Chris. So I think a lot of times um, we use this verse, this, this uh, armor, as a way for defense, right? We're always sitting back waiting for the attack. And we see that. You know, who doesn't get complacent? I get complacent, right? We talked about this on the way down to, to uh, TCM, is that sometimes we, we're on this path and we're doing good. We're in the word. We're, we're, we're supposed to be. We're praying. We're doing this. And also we get sidetracked. A little bit of sidetracked. We get off course, right? But Getting back on course is the main direction, right? So every time you get off course, you come back on course. And so this is a good reminder to keep on putting what God's giving you to put on every day, right? So when you get off course, get back on course. I don't know who doesn't get off course. I get off course all the time. And so I need brothers like Todd and Adam and Pastor Justin to get me in line again, right? And being in unity. But a lot of times when I read this verse, it's like, okay, I have... Uh, a sword, but how do I use it, right? You gotta read. You gotta read your Bible to know how to use it, right? You gotta. You gotta the belt of truth. You gotta put the belt on every morning. If I didn't have a belt on, and I, I do from the Marine Corps through football through any activity, I, I gotta have a belt. If you don't have a belt, your pants are gonna fall, right? You can look silly running into battle. Your pants are falling, so you need that belt, right? And then you have the the sh- the shield, right? The shield to stop the the enemy from firing upon you. And then you got the helmet, right? Helmet keeps you guarded, your mind guarded, right? And um, your feet, you're not protected. You walk through rocks, you walk through water, you walk through uh, thorns, right? You know, your feet got to be protected so you keep on moving and spread the peace of the gospel. And this is what it's about, spreading the peace of God's word wherever you go to, right? 
And who knows, the world is not always peaches and, and, and flowers, right? It's, it's a tough world out there. And even your neighborhoods, right? You look around how beautiful your suburban neighborhood is. There's a battle going on in those doors, and he needs you to be a part of that battle, right? And so I'm glad that I can link arms with people that are same, geared up for me, with me, so we can walk and keep going forward when that battle comes, right? Our, our message is spread, and, and, and spread the love of God, right? So God equipped us with this armor. How many of us are waiting for things to happen, right? I don't want to be waiting. I don't want to be a victim no more. I want to be a person that's victorious in Christ. And step forward and don't wait for that enemy to come attack you, right? Why not step out in action? Why not? We're prepared. We got everything we need to to step out in action. Not to sit idle. We need to step out in action all the time. So as who played sports in here? Who played football, basketball, hockey? Hockey. Hockey's a tough sport. I played football. I was a linebacker, right? And I used to take it to the offense. But hockey, they could actually fight fists with you, so... Don't, don't mess with Pastor Justin. He got some skills. But um, best defense is a good offense, right? And a better defense is also a good offense because on defense, you're always attacking the ball, right? Your defense, you're not sitting to wait for that ball to come back. A, right, uh, a, a quarterback doesn't wait for the ball to be thrown. He's attacking right away. A linebacker is penetrating, right? Um, so... You cause turnovers. When the enemy comes with that ball, right, you're attacking that ball. You're causing a turnover. You could misdirect, misguide, and get a turnover on your side if you pay attention. And you do what they're saying. Pray in the spirit at all times, on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere, right? So stay alert. Stay alert. Complacency, like I learned this in the Marine Corps and, and everywhere else I, I operate in, is uh, complacency kills, right? Complacency um, kills. And then idle time is the devil's playground, right? So I think that we look forward and keep going forward. That's the biggest point is be victorious in Christ and know who you are. Know your gear, know your word, and keep moving forward, right? So first point is prepare your armor for action. just thinking um, it's a, a blessing to be up here on stage right because um, I don't know about you I, I failed seventh I failed eighth grade <laughs> I, I uh, doubled up my junior senior year I graduated when I was 19 years old I, I, I was in a circumstance where I dropped out of school early right and so being an opportunity to speak God's word I was, I was thinking about this because Pastor Justin talks about having degrees but and having this knowledge of the world, but having God's knowledge is the best weapon you ever have, right? And it's funny how I thought as a kid I had a plan to do certain things. Probably not good things, but bad things, right? And God had a different step. And so um, there was a man that was courageous enough to talk to me and prayed over me and asked Jesus to come in my life a long time ago. And that seed was just planted, right? It wasn't watered yet. And the direction he took me was... Um, a year later, September 11th happened, I got into the Marine Corps, and he wasn't then there. I didn't, I didn't even believe in God. I was like the worst person to like, people talked about Jesus and said, well, he's a fake. Jesus is not real, right? Don't talk to me about that. I had friends that God put in my life that were Christian and, and, and Jesus followers, and I was like always 
bagging on him. Like, what are you talking about? You believe this guy that supposedly died for your sins, right? But then I didn't know God was doing a major work in my life, right? And then I, met, I meet Sarah. We get married, and we go in, and I, I go to Iraq three times, come back, and then all of a sudden my son was born, and I get to go to church for the first time, right? And uh, I wanted something different. Then I saw my gunny. It's supposed to be, well, we have Gunny John here. But uh, <laughs> gunny, gunnies are like the, the listed, you know, they're, they're, they're hard sometimes. And they can be nice and hard, but they can be really hard, right? <laughs> and so uh, he invited me to church with them. And um, I walked in and I saw, I saw him raising his hands, right, and, and worshiping and crying. I was like, dude, this is a hardcore guy. What is he doing? I, thought, I didn't know. It's so weird to me to see him raise his hands and be humbled in front of people and, and crying and, and worshiping. And I was kind of like, this is kind of weird. But then I started doing it. And when God, when you release and let God take over your plans and your steps, he directs your whole path, right? And be willing to, be willing to let him redirect you, right? Because a lot of times our own, our own devices stop us from doing what God's asking us to do, right? That's why it's important upon the helmet of salvation, right? So my uh, God wants your plan. God is not a God of chaos, right? He is the Lord of order. He gave us one, his one and only son to restore order. Let him direct. He knows better, right? A lot of times I know, I think I know better. <laughs> and my wife could say, like, he thinks he knows better, but... God knows better. I, I, sometimes I, I will be humbled in his presence, you know, and because I think I know what I know, but I don't know as much as he does. I get in trouble a lot Amen. for my wife and him. So thank you, Jesus. So uh, a winning team has a plan and knows how to redirect the battle. So this is where the point is, like, when you have a plan and, and, uh, and even when you think you have it all lined up, and my wife is a a number one on the Enneagram, right? And so we have a plan all the time. <laughs> and so when the plan doesn't go as follows, right, uh, it's it, our household's disrupted, right? So we got to get back on course. <laughs> but willing to have that plan disrupted because your plan's not always going to go as you planned it, right? It's going to be off course. It's not going to be there. It's not going to be as you see it. So when that plan gets disrupted, be willing to be humbled and be like, okay, let's redirect. And God still got it. It's giving up his, your control of what he has plans for. And I, I believe, you know, this has been a hard season, right, Pastor Justin? I mean, past two years we've been hit with uh, waves, ups and downs, right? And I feel like it's, it's a time where we have been sitting in our prayer closet, sitting in our prayer chairs, sitting and seeking God, right? Seeking his, his word, his, his wisdom. But now it's time to go and start doing what he's asking us to do. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up the sleeping giant, right? It's time to wake him up. Right? And this is the dream I had before COVID started. This dream I had is, well, um, I see giants going through the valley, ripping up stuff, right? Ripping up stuff, tossing things aside. And I'm in the pathway of all these giants ripping stuff up, right? And I jump out of the way of the biggest giant. And he looks behind me and he goes, come on. And that's God wanting to take back the valley, wanting to take back this area. You either get with him or you get behind him and follow him, right? So this is where we're at. So he has plans for us. Either we can follow him or we can say no. So it's up to you. 
So second note is going to be plan your steps and let God direct them. Let God, let God direct them. Man. <clears throat> so the enemy, right? It's like no one wants to talk about him. No one wants to talk about um, the word we, we deem from Satan or uh, uh, Balbasor or whatever it is in the book, right? And, and we don't want to talk about them because we're, we're scared of what he could do. But I'm, I'm telling you that we have a father that's bigger than that, right? We have God that's directed us and says, look. And we have Jesus that's died on the cross for our salvation. We have the Holy Spirit if we're willing to accept it. So we have a champion that's already victorious for us, right? So the enemy comes and seeks, right? He has three things. He seeks, kills, and destroys, right? But I tell you, our God gave Jesus to restore order, to restore victory, to restore hope, to go into dark places. Wherever your feet step is his authority, right? So I say my God is bigger than the enemy, right? And you should believe that. Every time that trial comes, that attack comes, he's bigger, right? The troubles you face is for your victory ahead of time, right? So I think that you need to know, like, uh, your enemy. So Ephesians 6, 10, 12, right? A final word, being strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put all of God's armor on so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are about... We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places, right? So it tells us that my enemy is not for that person that ran me off the road or, or uh, cut me off in the line or uh, said something mean to my wife or my kids or the enemy is actually spiritual, right? The enemy is unseen, right? And the way he works is like he tries to get you by yourself. It talks about, you know, he roams around like a lion um, to devour the one by himself, right? So he wants you to be so angry at the people around you. So focus on not what he's asking you to do so he can distract you from being in relationship with the body of the church, right? The body of Jesus Christ. So we're all like-minded. We're, we're, we're born um, genetics from Adam, right? So we're born in sin, right? And through that, we have lineages like David. And David was a king, right? And, and David had uh, many flaws. And he had many values, right? And it's funny because uh, in one of the verses, it talks about um, in a time when kings were out of battle, right? He decided to stay home, right? And when he stayed home, he witnessed Bathsheba on the top, and that's when sin creeped in at the idlest times, right? So that's the secret of the enemy. He wants you to be comfortable and complacent in where you're at and stop moving forward and realize, wait a minute, this is comfy. If you, if you have everything you need, right, if you're just coasting, right, it's, that's the trap. And I'm speaking true because it's a trap. It's good to be blessed and favored. God gives you blessing and favors, and, and he pours out a, a multitude of things towards you when you follow his word, right? And when you're obedient to what he's talking about, and he, he does things, right? But the thing is that it's not about money. It's not about um, 
where your kids go to school. It's not about the house you live in because he could distract you with that, right, to spread the gospel. And so that's his scheme. So you got to know what the scheme is, right? You got to know, you got to strategize who the enemy is and what he does. He's not going to come. If he came to you like, like it talks about Jesus coming to you on a horse with wrath, right? We'd be, we're afraid of him, right? He doesn't want that. He wants to come to you as something delightful, not something, not something that's evil, right? Because then he has your mind, right? So, so know your enemy is to know your sword, right? God has given you a weapon to destroy the lies. There's purpose in you. And you were called to be in his kingdom and army, right? Know God's truth in you. Study his word so it's imprinted in your heart. And I love my wife because she, she says she doesn't know, like, word for word verses, right? I mean, but in her heart when she speaks and when she does servitude and when she is interacting, God comes out because of what she reads, right? And so the funny thing is, like, we don't have to be a scholar of everywhere. I don't know everything. I, I look it up. I'm, one time, I have a funny story. Me, who knows Pastor Keith? He's a good guy. He's okay. We're in Estonia, and we're going to Estonia in, in June 10th, right? Friday. We're going back to Estonia, first time ever, right? After two years, well, last year before COVID hit, we got to go there, right? And we just we just got out of the country before it actually shut down everything, right? And so when we were there, it was so interesting because I'm so used to this stupid device, right, to look up everything. I Google everything. Like, oh, yeah, I know. I'm smart because of Google, right? And so uh, we went to a man's camp, and it's called Village of Hope. And Village of Hope is kind of like Celebrate Recovery, where uh, women and, and men get a second chance, uh, but they have to work really hard. It's kind of like a very intensive labor camp, and they they uh, eat three meals a day. They do worship. They do uh, Bible study, and they can't be with females or, or, or males, and it's like a six-month program. And so what they do in the wintertime is they have a sawmill, and they they do pallets and lumber and all kinds of stuff for furniture for Ikea. And, uh, and so me and Pastor Keith volunteered. We'll go, and they said, well, you can't bring no devices, and you can't bring your laptops, you only have a Bible and the clothes that you have, and we'll, we'll supply you with their clothes. So he gives boots and, and uniforms, right? And um, so we're there, and we're working along with them. And then they asked us, well, can you guys preach a, preach a message? And I was like, uh, okay. All I have is this, right? I was like, and I was like, well, I'm used to, like, looking for what I want to talk about in Google <laughs> and looking for a verse and put it down on a sheet so I could talk about it. So I had it actually really, really... Ask the Holy Spirit, like, please give me what you need me to know in this book, right? And so when I flipped to, uh, I think it was 2 Samuel 17, I, I found the verse that says uh, when they're, they're fighting the Amorites, right? This is my favorite one that looked at Moses and it was Aaron and Hur, right? And every time the Amorites were, they were fighting the Israelites, right? And every time that Moses dropped his staff, uh, the Amorites will win, right? And every time they looked it up, the Israelites will win, right? So I think her and, and, and uh, uh, Aaron were holding his arms up the whole time, and, and uh, I found that verse. I didn't even know that verse existed, right, because I had to look it up. But knowing your sword, right, gives you those directions, like knowing what to say, what to do in certain circumstances is because you're reading this Bible. doesn't mean you have to know every word of the verse, right? It means that you know that you can live it out. And this is a living word. It's not 
Like, every time I read this, it's totally different. Like, every time you go through a season and you read it and you read a, a new message, it's totally different than we read it before. And then some nugget pops out, and whatever you're going through is there. And even, then all of a sudden, it's funny how it works out. Like, you, you meet somebody that needs you or you, you're helping them out, and all of a sudden, these, these things come to you because God is in that season with you, right, with this word. So this is what we use to defeat the enemy. We need this to defeat our enemy, right? So third point, understanding the opposition Know your enemy. Know your enemy, right? It doesn't mean that um, once we know our enemy, we know who God is, we know the word, we can't allow him to have power in our life no more, right? We're victorious, right? We are victorious, right? Let's live in victory. Let's stop living in defeat. We are victorious, right? Yep. It's not because of what we do. It's because of what Jesus Christ did for us. Right. So Luke 10, 19. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And you, cannot, you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you, right? And... I was going to point something out in um, Psalms 91, right? In, in Psalms 91, it, it talks about making your God the high, high shelter, right? And everything you do is because of him, right? And in, in there, it talks about the same verse. It says, uh, Psalms 91, 13, you will trample upon lions and cobras. You will cr- crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. Why? Because you have the Lord as your high shelter, you have Jesus Christ as your high shelter. He gave you the Holy Spirit authority. He said that I must go for one to come to give you greater authority than I, right? It doesn't mean that you're greater authority than Jesus. It means that you are You are his vessel, a new temple. You are the body. You are the church. This building is not the church, right? You are the church. And wherever you go, your authority steps, and the enemy must flee because you have Jesus Christ in you, Right? So, Psalms 23, 4, 6, this is one of my favorite ones, right? And this is the, the motto they give to every soldier, every Marine on their dog tag, right? And so, it says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for, you ha- for you're close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. So I want to point out something. This is something that someone pointed out to me a while back. It says, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. What does that mean, Right? He's in full control. He tells you in his word, he's in full control. It's lo- I love that, um, love that verse, and, and Pastor Justin has preached it many a times, where Jesus is in the boat with the disciples, and there's a storm, right? And the waves are rocking, they're all scared, like, oh, my gosh. And he's just sleeping, right? He's like, ah. And they wake him up because, <laughs> because they're scared, right? But he's told us that we're going to get to the other side, 
he's already with us. He's going to get to the other side, right? And the craziest thing, he says that in his word, I prepare a feast in for for I prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. So he says that sit down. I'm going to give you food. I'm going to give you rest. I'm going to give you be still sometimes, right? Because you're already taking care of it. Sometimes you got to walk on action, right? It talks to the walk in action. You can't step in, out and expect things to go unless you step out, right? But he says, don't worry about the little details. I'm already taking care of it. Just keep going. Keep going. And don't stop, right? Yeah. A lot of times... Uh, I ignored his voice, right, to say the things because I'm worried about offending somebody. But don't be worried about offending somebody. Tell the people the truth. Because truth is love, right? Love is in his word. So to hold back the truth is actually not showing love at all, right? Be strong, courageous, and bold. And he's giving you authority everywhere you step at. And let's go reclaim the areas he's put us in, right? Wherever you are working at, wherever you go to school at, wherever you, so I'm a house dad. I stay at home with my kids, and I do things, right? And, and God provides an income for me. And so wherever my authority is, his authority is too. So just remember that you have that same authority. So God has called you to carry out the gospel to all nations. Who believes that? Yeah. Not just here, all nations, right? Your school, your work home, your family. Understand he's giving you the Holy Spirit to carry out his work. Everywhere you step, the name of Jesus is one. God gives you authority. The battle is one. That's my fourth point. The battle is one. The battle is one. So you have authority. The battle is one, right? Come on. Who's victorious? Who, does what, who wants to step forward? In their purpose. Who wants to step forward? Who call, what Christ called them, right? Who wants to stop sitting idle? Who wants to move forward? I, I, want, I want to play offense. I love offensive teams because you can see it moves, right? So God's spirit is moving. God's spirit is moving right now, Lord. I invite you. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come in and just make a, a new wave, a new presence, Lord. I'm, I'm tired of uh, sitting back and letting the world dictate how Christians carry out their path, Lord. I ask you to come in and direct our steps, Lord. I ask you to come in and give us the courageousness to step out in boldness and be the, the light in wherever we're standing at, Lord. I pray that you give us victory in every occasion that we go to, Lord. I pray that you give victory in every step that we step out, Lord. I pray that right now, yeah, victory. Thank you, Lord. I also want to pray right now, Lord. I pray for anybody that doesn't believe the words that you have in here, that you give a new heart. You give a new seed so somebody can go ahead and water it, right? Because I had to get the water and my seed blossom and I'm still blossoming. And the thing is that we don't have to be perfect. You direct us to be what you call us to be, Lord. So if anybody here wants to uh, give the life to Jesus, Lord, I pray right now if you raise your hand and you get delivered and be a new purpose, a new man, a new woman, Lord, and your, your image, Lord, online, here, wherever you're at, knowing that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and he's the one that paid the price for your sins and, and the blood washes over you, Lord. Um, I just want to say thank you.
this morning. Come on. Oh. Good word. Good word. There's a battle to be won. Amen? That's right. A battle to be won. You know, I know he shared it just a little bit, but just the amount of victory that God gets for this man standing up here today. Yeah. Just the amount of victory that he gets just for that. You know, and I hope one day when you come up here again, you share your story and share what God has done in and through and so many different things in your life. And I know we got to taste a little bit and it's good. But I know there's people out here right now that are sitting in these seats and watching online all over the world that they're wondering, could, could God ever use me like that? He can. And he can. Yeah. He can. He can and he can and he can. And I just love that. I love that none of us are disqualified. I love, if you read your Bible, your Bible, you might go to Bible school where they, where they tell you you're not qualified. But the same Bible that I read has 12 guys in it who are not qualified. And all of us are here today worshiping God because of those unqualified men. Are you with me? And they went and found other unqualified men and women. And, and they, they spread the gospel. And the church today that exists, that started thousands of years ago and thousands of miles away, is in French Valley, California, with a bunch of unqualified people to see God move in victory. Amen? What a word this morning. Oh, I pray our hearts were ready to hear it, to ready to receive it. Because we don't wear armor just in case something happens. We wear armor because it's time to go to battle. That's right. We wear armor because there's a battle to be won, worth winning. There, there is a, I don't know, for some of you men out there, maybe some of you women too. Do I have some warrior women out here? Yeah. I got a few warrior women. Oh, yeah. I, I know that God innately puts in at least a man's heart. I'm sure there's some women the same way, but at least in a man's heart where you just feel like you have to go and win and win the, win the war and win, win the battle. Get, slay the dragon and save the princess. Are you with me? There's just something that's inside of us that has to do that. And yet, the world today tells us we don't know the difference between a man and a woman. We don't know the difference in all these things. God made you a certain way just like Him. Just like His image. His image is not an image of confusion. His image is an image of love. His image is an image of, of two different types of people who God created to, to come to fruition and to have a fullness in their life. That's his image. And I just want to speak to those like maybe that are confused right now. And ask God, who do you say that I am? That's right. Come on. Who do you say that I am? Yeah. Because the world may have defined Pastor AJ a certain way. It may have defined Pastor Justin a certain way. The world may have defined you a certain way. But that definition is not the end. No. He gets the last word. He gets to say what he created you for. Are you That's with right. me? Yeah. And you're you're so much bigger and so much more and so yeah. much. There's so much God wants to do in and through your life. That's right. I know this is just the beginning of, of your preaching saga of what God's going to do through all of that. Oh, man, I remember my first messages and being so nervous and scared and not knowing what it was going to be like, not knowing if it, anybody would get anything I just said. And I'm sure in the next 20 minutes, you'll forget you said anything. But God works in miraculous ways and touches people's lives. <sighs> mm. Mm. 
I love how intimate church is this morning. I look out here and I see family. Family's good, isn't it? I see men and women who just want to please God. They just want to know God. They want to hear his voice. That's what I see. We're all broken. We're all figuring it out. We don't have it all together. Does anybody have it all together? You can put on a class after church and how to have it all together. Nobody has it all together. But together we have it all. Together we have it all. I might be not enough, but I know I know with Wendy I'm enough. I know with Adam I'm enough. I know that together we're enough. We're enough. God was speaking to me this week and talking about this same, I, I'm sure it's because of this message. I was sharing the same stuff with me this week saying, hey, listen, it's time to get off defense. Yeah. It's time to take the church where I intended it to go. These last two years we played defense. If the governor makes one rule, then I have to figure out how to follow it. We've been playing defense. Yeah. All of a sudden, is this a real sickness? Is it not? And then all of a sudden, everybody in the church got sick last year. Oh, my goodness. And it was the scariest thing I ever experienced. My best friend died the same exact week. Thinking to myself, I'm playing defense this whole time, just trying to protect as many people as possible. But this last couple of weeks, I felt like God saying, no, it's time to go on offense. It's time to decide what, where we're going to take ground. It's time to decide that this city is ours. Right. And we are well able to take it's it. ours. Amen. Yeah. And, and when a, just a few people, just a few people will link arms and believe together that we can take the city. Just a few people. That's all it takes. I, you know, I watched, I, I'm reading the Bible and reading about Gideon and, and he's sitting there going like, okay, I've got, I've got 30,000. God, I think we can do it. He says, that's too many. That's too many. I want you to go and watch how they drink water. As if that's a qualifier of some sort. But if they drink it this way, tell them they can't come. Yeah. But God, we already have very little compared to the armies we're going against. What do you mean I have to tell them they can't come? Tell them they can't come because I'm about to get the glory. Oh, my goodness. A year and a half ago, we looked at this church. At, at Easter last year, we had 400 people at Easter. And then the devil reared his head. Started to play games. Started to mess with stuff. Started to mess with people. But God, we gave God permission to break us. And we got broken. We got broken. And you look around, there's not 300 people in here right now. But we had to, he had to start weeding things back because these were the people that needed to be here to take things to the next level. These are the people that needed to be here so we could rebuild a foundation that maybe had cracks in it. These are the people that needed to be here so that the vision that he had to come to pass could come to pass. Are you with me? Yeah. God has a vision for this church and has a vision for this valley, and it's never changed. He loves these people out here. Yeah. And as this city grows, one day French Valley will be its own city. And right in the center of it will be God's church. Yeah. And I pray that Living Stones is just a part of that. Yep. Because everybody that says it can't be built out there. It's all commuters. People just want to stay home on the weekends. 
Can I tell you something? When they encounter the love of Jesus, when they can see themselves in a pastor who's not perfect, when they can see themselves in worship leaders who are not perfect, when they can see themselves picking up chairs and loving on people, when you start to see yourself the way that God sees you, we will see a city changed for Christ. Oh, my goodness. I pray when somebody moves here, they hear from all their friends. I don't know if anybody moved here from another state. But all you, I don't know if your friends were like my friends. Oh, you're moving to California, huh? That place, uh-huh. I pray that when they move here, they go, what in the world were they talking about? That is the most God-fearing city That's I've right. ever Come been on. in my life. Yep. People are on fire. We're watching God do miracles all in, in and through the streets. Oh, my goodness, it's the most on-fire place I've ever been. We could go to the Bible Belt, but I tell you what, it's right here in Temecula. It's right here in Marietta. It's right here in French Valley. It's right here in Menifee. It's right here. God's going to move right here. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for that word, Pastor AJ. Thank you, you, Jesus. (laughs) He's so good, isn't he? He's so faithful to give a timely word for right now. You're here this morning. I want you to just hold your hands out. If you're watching online, hold your hands out. Unless you're driving, hold on to the wheel. But wherever you're at, just just hold your hands out. Hold your heart out. Kind of like what Taylor was sharing. Just hold your heart out. And say, God, I'm willing. I'm willing to see what's next. I'm willing to dive deeper. I'm willing to put my roots in. I want to see what you can do, Lord. I don't want to play church. I don't want to just go to another church because it's more comfortable. There's less work to do. God, I want to experience you. I want to encounter with you. I want to see you move. I want you to use my life. I want to be a powerful person in your army, Jesus. If you can pray that prayer with me, oh, man, we will change not only a city, but a county, a country. a a state, a nation we can change the world because as we seek the Lord for his heart for the world we can see the world changed I sent my son that none should perish that all would have everlasting life means no matter what you believe now no matter what you think you, you know I came because I love you I love you I don't just love your pastor. I don't just love Pastor AJ. I love you. I love you. I love you. I hope you can hear the Holy Spirit's voice just speaking to you right now. I love you. You're here for a reason. You're watching this service for a reason. I love you. I love you. One one person captured by the love of God will change the world. It just takes one. It just takes one. It just takes one. I hear politicians talking about it all the time. Change, change, change. What needs to change is our hearts, not anything else. If our hearts will go towards Jesus, we will again see one nation under God indivisible. A nation can't be divided when it's under God. It can't be divided. Yet I've been watching the enemy try to divide the church, trying to divide this nation. And 
know there's a few remnants like me that still believe that we can be united. That's right. There's a few crazy people that decide to love even when we disagree. Amen. Come on, church. Father, I just pray a blessing over this church. And I pray a blessing over Access Church across the parking lot. And I, and I pray a, a blessing over Awakening Church down the road. And I pray a blessing over the River Church down the road the other way. And I pray a blessing over Revival Church down the street that way. And I pray a blessing over the Way Family Church down the street that way. And I pray a blessing over Centerpoint Church at the, down the street that way. And I pray a blessing over Cross Point Church down the street yeah, that fine. way. And Father God, I pray a blessing right. over your church right. everywhere. Right. Lord God, light us on fire and use us for your will. Yeah. Use us for Woo. your glory. Come on. Not on my watch will I see this nation fall. Not on my watch will I see a generation lost. Father God, we put on our armor this morning, and we are going to battle. And we refuse for anything less than your best. In the name of Jesus, we pray. All God's people said, amen. 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 Come on. Stand to your feet and worship for just a minute. Come on. Let God just move in this place. You deserve the glory, Lord. Father, just like I gave you permission last year to break us, I give you permission to continually break us. Make us what you want to be because you're getting all the glory. All the glory. If we still have too many, weed it out, Lord. Weed it out. But if this is where we're going from here, let's put on our armor because we're about to declare God's glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Having faith in you is the craziest thing I've ever done. Yet you never disappoint. 
for every heart that gave their life to the Lord this morning through this message and through this service. God, I pray an extra blessing. Protect them, Lord. Show them and speak to them through your word. Show them that there's a home, a place where people love them, not for what they can do for them, not because they act a certain way or are a certain way, but your church is your bride in whom you love, in whom you call beautiful. And thank you, Lord, for this church, for these people, for this time, for this season. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, guess what, church? Welcome to summertime. We do not have to tear down church. For the whole month of June, we don't have to tear anything down. And uh, then they're going to start their cleaning schedule and get ready for next school year. So we'll have to tear down little pieces here and there. But I'm excited. We don't have to tear down today. So we're going to celebrate. We've got ice cream for you right outside as, as, uh, as you can pick it up on that back table by the coffee shop grab a, grab some ice cream go hang out outside hang out with each other for a little bit when we're not in a hurry that's a nice feeling amen and so we love you enjoy the summer hey bring somebody to worship night on Wednesday night youth can't wait to see you on Tuesday at our house and uh, bring somebody to church next week make that your goal I'm going I'm to get somebody to church. Not just invite somebody. I'm going to get somebody to church next week. I'm going to invite as many people as I have to until somebody comes. I, I didn't even realize this, but I'm, I'm that annoying guy. Are you with me? My, my buddy Lauren back there, she, she reminded me, you invited me for seven months before I finally came to church. Come on, somebody. Go love somebody enough not to take the first no. Amen? Love them enough to know that their life can be changed and transformed. Love them enough to be a little bit annoying, amen? Not too annoying, unless you're inviting them to a different church, but no, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Love you all, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.